Live from the Format Festival in Bentonville, Arkansas, it's E-Town on the Road with special guests RCA recording artist L. King and Atlantic recording artist The War on Drugs. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, here comes our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Hello, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. We are back in Northwest Arkansas this week sharing music we recorded at the Format Festival last fall outside of Bentonville. It is a first-year festival with big goals, lovely setting out in the country. It was beautiful weather. They have a huge lineup covering so many styles of music. Hip-hop, world music, EDM, rock and roll, jam grass, jazz. I mean, Herbie Hancock, Flaming Lips, Nile Rodgers, Vu Farcatore, Thundercat, Beach House, among maybe 30 or 40 other artists. So it was a big, big production. Kind of overwhelming, but we did hear some great music, and we recorded two sets and some backstage conversations with two artists that we're going to share with you this week. As Helen mentioned, it's L. King and The War on Drugs. L. King was on E-Town, I think, about 10 years ago when we had just opened E-Town Hall. She was just getting started. She's had a ton of success since then, and it's great to reconnect with her. And The War on Drugs, that's a band that we love, formed in Philly back in 2005, They put out a few records and then in 2017 released A Deeper Understanding, which won the Grammy for Best Rock Album that year. Their latest release is called I Don't Live Here Anymore. And um, we had just seen them play at Red Rocks a few days before their appearance here at Format. And I spoke with Adam Granduciel, their principal singer and songwriter backstage. So we're going to get to that in a bit. But up first, their sound is big and dramatic. Seven people on stage, great songs and presentation. Here they are live from the Format Festival, The War on Drugs. I can understand I can't even shake 
Adam Grandesio, War on Drugs, welcome to E-Town. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So glad to have you join us. Man, um, we've seen two of your shows this week. They were both great in really different ways. Red Rocks was spectacular because of the scale of it and the visuals, but last night's show was also really great outdoors. Every night's different. Yeah, last night we were in Bentonville at the Momentary Outside, beautiful stage. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't even know, like 15th the amount of people as Red Rocks and gave them the same show. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you're just a little looser. Maybe you take some more chances, you go for things that... Yeah. But both were spectacular. Yeah. You know. Last night was one of our favorites of the whole tour. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Let me ask you about just being in a seven-piece band. You've got so much going on. And um, of the parts that I heard at your show last night and before, how many of those parts that other people are playing did you craft in the studio? Instrumental hooks? Yeah, and instrumentally, yeah. Mo maybe most, some. Yeah, somewhere between some and most, I yeah. guess. But you'd think that seven people, people would be sitting around with like their hands in their pockets waiting for something to do, but something very simple, like having Eliza join the band and having her yeah. be able to play the chords and victim or something. Yeah. It's like it frees John and Robbie up to get to like the heart of the, yeah. of the instrumentation. So She's great on the acoustic guitar. She's yeah, great she's, on the high harmonies exactly. and the, the tambourine. Yeah. Really, I mean, that adds a percussion, lot. Yeah, percussion's a whole thing. I feel like yeah. I can still add a percussion player, yeah. you know? No, it sounded great. Um, last week I was talking with Jeff Tweedy about, you know, him being a teenager in a record store and just being so excited about certain records and certain artists and certain sounds that were just really turning him on and kind of set him on his path. Were there a couple records, some artists that just like yeah, rang your bell? Yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I heard, um, Spaceman 3 Perfect Prescription was in the, um, Mystery Train record store in Boston. I was probably 15. That was the first thing I heard playing in the record store where like, it was something I hadn't heard before. Like my friends weren't listening to Spaceman 3. And I was like, what's this? You know, I was like, I had to know in that moment what it was. Um, it was that Come Down Easy song with just like that tremolo guitar. And I've been playing guitar for maybe four years and was getting into the sounds and the yeah. pedals and you know, the multi effects units that were big in the nineties. And you know, at the time it was like Siamese Dream then I got into Spaceman 3. And so when when did the did the songwriting come in with the guitar playing, or was that something that came later? No, it was like I was really into playing guitar, and then I kind of started wanting to take it further and write songs and learn how to record myself Like when I was like 19 or 20. Yeah. So when we think about um, War on Drugs songs, there's some themes that sort of course through. Light and dark, water, dreaming, uh -huh. you know, just these images show up and it's enough to create this kind of mood and vibe and feeling that obviously you've tapped into i mean war on drugs is most everybody's favorite rock band right now it's really it's incredible yeah. success so congratulations for that thanks um but with that vibe of the songs that you're writing do you hear from listeners and fans who are just saying man i really connect with that particular song or this got me through or this yeah i mean i'm never i you know i'm always amazed that songs that we craft make their way to people and people have these experiences with them um, in a venue like a Red Rocks or something. It's just like magnified and, and yeah, people want to hear It's a community songs. that you've created yeah. with this shared sense of connection and values and they don't know each other, but they, they yeah. are brought together by this powerful yeah, sound. For sure. yeah. yeah, And it's hard to do both the intimate thing and the, I can play in a 
at Red Rocks, you know, to have that range, not everybody can pull that off. Um, last thing I guess I want to talk to you about is these are strange times, lots of crazy stuff going on. Are there things that you're feeling either hopeful about or want to try to lend a hand or are you involved in any causes or, or uh, nonprofits? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, having a, a young kid, you, I think you inevitably have to hope and assume that things are going to be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, we've worked with Plus One for, I don't even know, six or seven years now, which is basically every touring artist I know works with Plus One, where $1 from every ticket sold at your live show goes to a, a foundation of your choice. And uh, we've done a lot in the past. And this tour, the last couple of months, we've been doing one dollar to every town. But yeah, I mean, there's so many things, social, political, that we would get behind. Um, yeah, being a dad changes everything, doesn't it? It does, yeah, yeah. in the best ways, you yeah. know? Yeah. And um, things happen in schools or wherever and anywhere. And, and you're just, you kind of couldn't even imagine being in that position, yeah. so... Well, the, the upside, as you say, is the best ways is just like a deeper kind of love than we anticipated, right, before that happened. Definitely. Um, yeah. You've accomplished so much. You've got all the prizes, you know, <laughs> rock record of the year. You've done all the, all the stuff. Is there anything you haven't done that you kind of think, man, that would be cool? Honestly, like, to me, the greatest accomplishment is the fact that we've put together this group on stage and backstage, you know, with yeah. a lot of people who have been with the band since, you know, since we were able to hire a tech, we've had Dominic the whole time, you know, and he's become integral to our life really on and off the road. And that's the greatest accomplishment that we've been able to build this thing within yeah. our band, because that's the only way you can do 95 shows in eight months is like when you all enjoy being together and you know how to travel together and you respect each other's space and time and, especially navigating COVID and everything. It's, yeah. it's, um, no, really you were gracious. You were gracious on stage at Red Rocks, especially about acknowledging your crew and all the people it takes to make something like that come off. But the main thing yeah, is just to like keep this on the road and keep making records we like and yeah. give ourselves a time to pursue other things as people want them so that when it comes time to go into drugs world, we're all kind of all there for it. Yeah. Work-life balance is not what the music industry is known for. So if you can figure that one out, that's, that's right. A, that's yeah, it's kind of like there's no real off time because when you're off, you need to be like making music or, right. you know. Yeah. Well, from a distance, it looks like you're doing everything right. Very kind. Thank yeah. you. Congratulations. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Appreciate Adam. It. Thank you.
See you.
That's the War on Drugs, Adam Granduciel, David Hartley, Robbie Bennett, Charlie Hall, Ron Natchez, Anthony LaMarca, and Eliza Hardy-Jones. Their latest record is called I Don't Live Here Anymore on Atlantic, and they'll be back later in the show. And, of course, the feisty and strong L. King is coming up after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. As a reminder, for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel, where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. You're listening to E-Town. Nick Forster, you're listening to E-Town this week featuring music and conversation from the Format Festival down in Bentonville, Arkansas. Again, it was a huge production, tons of bands, all kinds of styles and sounds represented, including the late-night EDM stages and some incredible visual art projects scattered throughout the grounds. Up next, we've got El King, who grew up around show business with her dad, comedian Rob Schneider, and her mom, London King, who was a model. Elle has been in a bunch of movies and television shows. She's released three records and an EP. She's won a CMA Award and an Academy of Country Music Award. Most of her songs are about being wild and having fun, even though she's now married and has a young son. So here she comes, along with her band, live at the Format Festival, Elle King.
El King, great to see you. Nice to see you. It was 10 years ago that you came to do E-Town, and it was really early, like it was one of our first shows that we did in our, our new venue. You remember that? I do. It's funny because um, my song, Can't Be Loved, Yeah. that's the only recording of that song because I've never put it on a record or anything, and it's like one of my most requested songs at shows, and it's, it's from, all based off of that, yeah. and that's... Um, Probably one of my favorite memories from my early 20s, and not to age myself, but um, yeah, it was a really, really special time. My mom was so excited that I was going to get to do this because she's like, I watch it over and over and over again. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it is 22 million times that it's been viewed, so maybe she's half of that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. At least <laughs> at least a bit of it. Yeah. yeah. But that's so cool for us, too, just to know that that was that moment, because that's what we always try to do, too, is, you know, capture a moment where it's yeah. it's rare, it's special, and it feels good, and, and people connected with it. It's awesome. Yeah, so it's a really, really beautiful memory, and uh, I was really excited to get yeah. to talk to you today. Cool. Yeah. And so much has happened since then. I mean, incredible amount of stuff. Yeah. And you've been yeah. a, like, magnet for YouTube. It's just somehow you've captured this moment, and people just love seeing your videos. Thank you. And, Thank you. And now you're a mom. So now yeah. you've got a kid who just turned one, right, this month. Yeah. And so what does that do for you, like, internally? Are you <laughs> are you two people? Are you one? What's what's going on? Um, I am a whole lot of things rolled into one, which I, I truly believe that I have always been. Yeah. Um, definitely the most important job is being a mom. And yeah. it's interesting because, like, I look back in my early 20s and, the progression of life and how long it takes you to grow and come into whoever it is that you are supposed to be. I also truly believe in fate and letting mm -hmm. things have a life of their own. And mm -hmm. never in a million years did I ever think that I would be such a big part of country or even be accepted right. in country music. Well, you, it also helps you've chosen partners really well. So Miranda Lambert was an awesome partner. I mean, Dirks Bentley's an awesome partner. Chris Stapleton's an awesome partner. You literally you, can't yeah. go wrong. Uh, and my biggest thing is like, I always want people to say, I want to work with Elle again. Um, I'm always just like, I'm just grateful to be here. You know, I started playing music when I was a teenager in New York City. One, because it was a beautiful, cathartic, um, outlet for me with a lot of, I'm a deep, deep feeler. I'm very sensitive. And if I don't have an outlet of some creative outlet, um, I would totally explode. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let, just, let's remind people also that you were in a movie when you were nine, you know, <laughs> this wasn't like you never did anything yeah. around any of this, you know, it's, but it wasn't like self-expression and it wasn't that deep cathartic connection that you can have as a musician, as a no. songwriter. No, but I did grow up around it and my dad was like a really famous comedian, and so I grew up in the entertainment industry, but then the juxtaposition of that was that I also lived in Ohio, you know, so I would see like movie sets and Hollywood and like real famous people, and then I would go home to Ohio and just live a, a really normal life with a smoking hot, beautiful mom, you know, which also totally messed me up because... Because of body image or because of what... Be, your mom was a model, right? Your mom was... Yeah, yeah. and my mom is still beautiful and, yeah. like, just total showstopper and, like, like people just, like, look up when she walks into a room. It's... And it's not even just the fact that she was, like, physically beautiful. She has a, just a really bright light around her. Yeah. And um, so to grow up with seeing that and then 
here I come, just like chubby, awkward, like kind of funny and like weird, but like, you know, super sensitive and emotional. Like, what was I supposed to do with that? You know, and um, I think about my son and I don't think that my level of notoriety or fame or anything is is to the level that like I had growing up with my dad. Um, I mean, here's the thing, you know, life for everybody is complicated. Life life for everybody is messy. And what's so great about an artist like you is that you're willing to wear that messiness on your sleeve. You're willing to talk about it. You're willing to write about it. I can't even hide it. You can't hide it. You don't need to. But the thing that's so beautiful is that people can connect with it and they can say, I see a connection here because I'm feeling these things too and I'm struggling with these things too. Yeah, but the biggest thing that has become a theme for me this year, because this year I'm like, I'm a student. Teach me. I want to learn. I want to evolve. I want to grow. I want to be, and I want to be present. And I want to continue to try and be the best person that I can be. And I release myself from the outcome, which I think is a beautiful kind of sentiment, especially when it comes to art. And when I got out of my own way, because I'm my biggest, like, you think you could call me a mean name? You should hear what I say to myself on a hard day, you know? So like, I got out of my own way and I still like try and work on that. And like my life has opened up in so many ways. And I just like, like, eh, you know, and now I do these collaborations. Like, oh, it's not my song, you know? And yeah. yeah. Um, it's just cool to connect with you again. Yeah. And um, get a little time with you and to, to share some of your music again. And especially at this moment, because we're always in transition. Yeah. But you're in a big, pretty big transition right now. Yeah. And and embracing where you are and recognizing that big part of what you're up to now is kind of a service gig from here on out. Like, yeah. You know, you're you're gonna serve the song, you're gonna serve your band and crew, you're gonna serve your son, you're yeah. gonna serve your family. Yeah, most it's cool. I hope that we do this in less than 10 years again. Can we do this again? Yeah. yeah. Maybe back at E-Town Hall or something like that yeah, where it's just... that would be get, so beautiful. Get the scale down to where it's really human like this, that's, like we like it. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, listen, you're, you're welcome anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Always good to see you. Thanks, Al. Nice to see you. Funny when I drink too much. Hey, you try-
That's L. King, along with her band. We're going to be back with more music from the War on Drugs after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are hearing E-Town on stations like WYSO in Yellow Springs, Ohio, on KVCR in San Bernardino, California, and on WBJB in Lincroft, New Jersey. As always, if you want some more information about any of the things we're up to here at E-Town, lots of stuff is online at etown.org. Okay, we're going to get back to this stage at the Format Festival down in Bentonville, Arkansas. Hope you've enjoyed our little visit to this incredibly huge festival. We've just shown you a little tiny, tiny slice of the music and what's been happening here. I'm assuming that this festival is going to go on and on, so it happens in the fall down in Bentonville. Once again, it's called the Format Festival. Right now, let's go back to the stage for some more music from the War on Drugs. This song's called Occasional Rain. Here we go. Ground. 
That's The War on Drugs here on E-Town, live from the Format Festival in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'd like to say a quick thanks to our production crew. That's Todd Ayers, Zach Littlefield, Helen Forster. Of course, I want to thank our special guests, L. King and The War on Drugs, for being a part of our show this week. We're going to leave you with one more song from The War on Drugs, or at least part of that song. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
This is a production of E-Town. There you have it, live from the Format Festival, El King and the War on Drugs. It was a wild time down there. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.